You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. All right, we are here. Vocal Fry visits the time vortex. That's right, we are here. We are here with a few, the, the, brave, <laughs> the brave few of my undergraduate pedagogy students plus who Phoebe. have, plus Phoebe, our, our, our normal guest host, <laughs> plus, plus Sarah is here. I'll hand her the microphone in a second. That's okay. Um, but uh, you may not be able to hear Sarah well right now. But we are here recording an episode on the day, in fact, the minutes before Thanksgiving recess. And I told any students that, that, that chose to be here today that they could ask me any question they wanted. And so here's the, here's, here's the deal. Here's the, here's the ground rules. You can ask me any question that you want regarding anything that's not pedagogy related if you first ask me a question that is voice singing pedagogy related yes mm-hmm. yes can we agree to those ground rules <laughs> so <laughs> here we are who wants to ask the first question is whistling part of pedagogy okay is that say it loud say it loud <laughs> No, is whistling part of pedagogy? Like, can that count? Like, if I ask a question about whistling. Oh, uh, sure. Okay. I guess. Okay, so how is, like, whistling with, like, as far as your larynx, like, expanding and contracting and stuff, how is that different from, like, when you sing? Okay, so. Is that a thing? I don't, maybe I okay. that Okay, no, one. I got you. Well, so how do you change pitch when you whistle? Oh, the air goes faster, right? Yeah, like the, the whole gets smaller. smaller. Does it? Well, well, whistle. Yes. Well, but if you if you whistle if you whistle a scale, usually you you just keep shortening your vocal tract. Okay. I mean, the air can change as well, but the air speed can change as well. But you usually keep changing your shape to match the air speed. Mm-hmm. And, and so in that sense, you're sort of moving around your format structure to find a resonance with which to get the air to resonate. Okay. It's gonna be fun to listen to. <laughs> it probably sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine you're just driving in your car and you just hear really scary whistling. I can't so, I mean, in, in that sense, I mean, I guess it relates to pedagogy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's made with the same stuff that you sing with. Like, if you produce the sound. Yeah, you're still sound. having to alter your articulators. Okay. Yeah. But I think the big difference between whistling and singing is that your vocal folds don't vibrate. Okay. You know, in, in, so it's in, just like air escaping. Correct. Okay. There's your only valve when you whistle is your lips. Okay. Whereas your <laughs> valve when you sing is your vocal folds. Okay. 
Yes? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Do you want to add anything to that? I can't whistle, so... Okay. Well, me neither. Does you that explain can't why some people can't whistle? I can't either. Like, why, I can't, why can't... Does that have anything <laughs> to do with the articulation? Eric, can you whistle? I can't whistle. Because I can do it more when I sound. No. You, <laughs> you can't whistle either? Does that have anything to do with the articulation? Two of the six people in this it. room can't whistle? Does that have anything to do with the articulators from Maryland? Sarah. Does that... I mean, do it well, I mean, I mean, it could... That's fascinating. I really, I mean, can you? Curiosity. Oh, I think it has something to do with like the shape of your teeth, maybe, or the shape inside your mouth, like maybe the roof of your mouth. It, it could certainly the shape of the oral cavity could have influence on it. Yours is probably rather small. There, I've been told that. Um, <laughs> I find Dennis. <laughs> well, I'm just you're a somewhat smaller person. You're, well, that too. I mean, um. <laughs> But I can't whistle either, so I don't know. You can't whistle either. That's about it. Yeah, you can. You can even make it. You can't even make it do what she just did. That's only when I suck in. I just go, okay, I can suck in or blow out, and I can't whistle at all. And you're blowing air through there. I think that, yeah, something to do with, mostly with, like, maybe your mouth is really short. So you're saying, that's, that's so fascinating. So just me and you can whistle? I can whistle. I can whistle through my teeth as well. Can you whistle through your teeth? Oh wait, like focus. No. I have to practice. Great audio. What does that even mean? Now I think the reason I can whistle through my teeth is that I have an open bite. I have an actual problem. Like, I should have yeah, had candy. braces and I never did. Oh, sweet, me too. So, like, my teeth, my, teeth oh, okay. my, my teeth don't come together in the front. And so I can actually whistle. I can actually whistle, whistle a wisher. <laughs> I can't speak, apparently. Um, I can whistle higher frequencies a lot of the time with my teeth than I can with my lips. Like so, so if you're if it's if it's longer, yeah. do you think or should if it's be a lower shorter? Pitch. Longer should be a lower pitch. Okay, so if it's shorter, like the higher Which you can go sense. theoretically. Yeah. Say that one more time. If your if it's if your vocal tract is shorter, could you hit higher pitches theoretically? Is that like maybe why it's different? Oh, well, I don't know because. I would say yes. All I was trying to do there was actually shorten my vocal tract. I wasn't trying to really necessarily manipulate anything but trying to sort of raise my larynx mm -hmm. i mean and that's what happened pitch went up well but i'm like could i whistle higher than you can whistle oh i follow i follow i follow i follow maybe i mean the thing is the thing is the thing is so yes women do tend to have sh shorter vocal tracks than men right but I could make mine shorter than it just is by raising my larynx. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I've never really examined the acoustics of whistling. Okay. Have you? I can't whistle. I've thought this about it. <laughs> you have? I've thought about it. I'm rubbing my face in it. So I'll be completely honest. This is something I've never even really spent much time thinking about. And then, like, Seem to be related yeah, to whether you can sing well or not, because we've got plenty of good singers in here who can and can't whistle. Yeah, I'm sort of fascinated actually by the fact that we're at fifty percent who in this room who can whistle and who can't. I'm I'm really weirded out by that. I gotta say, um, room, room, room full of adults and only He's fifty percent. Really judgmental right now. No, I'm just sort of surprised. I I wouldn't have expected such symmetry. It, it's 
yeah, you just don't expect such it's symmetry. Yeah, and it's hard. I think we just don't talk this about it that much. It is hard. Well, and you'd be like, are you sure? You just put your tongue. Look, I've tried. I've tried. Now, I can't do the thing with your fingers. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. What are we talking about? Like, what people are like. I don't know what. I've never been able to figure that out. I think my. I think my tongue is too fat. I think it's too wide. Well, there is something about like having to like wrap your tongue around your fingers or something, and having like some kind of gap or like something like yeah. But like I definitely could not do that because my stepmom can do it, and I asked her how she did it, and she was like, "Yeah, you just kind of like fold it over," and I was like, "I don't." And so I tried to do it, and I never got a successful. Yeah, I can't do that. All I was thinking of is I'm just licking my fingers. Yeah. It's slower. It's gross. This is weird. Okay, all right. Let's move on to, yeah, we were going to put a timer on and we forgot. Um, Do do you want to ask another question? Not at the moment. Not related to... But you can now. But you you have the right to if you think of one. Uh, Would anyone else like to ask a question? I read something at the beginning of the semester. Oh, gosh. About. (laughs) (laughs) About. I'd like to say that I brought no materials with me. This is totally off the cuff. Okay. Okay. Uh, I read something about the body's natural tremor rate, and I think I asked something about how vibrato is affected by that, and then you didn't want to answer it because it was too early in the semester. <laughs> <laughs> the body's natural say. tremor yeah, rate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said that in the book. I know what she's talking about. I can pull it up. Wait, I don't. is that the idea of like body having like a natural like pitch or something? Um, it's, I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with this phenomenon, I don't think. It's in the book, chapter one. The your voice, the basics. Who's I don't know about a natural tremor rate, but I remember one like McCoy. Who was yes, it? McCoy. Okay. It was at one of the voice health talks that Josie and them they used to come and give us, and they were saying something about you could find like your natural pitch or something like that. Like everybody had a natural pitch. I don't know. I mean, I know what essential vocal tremor is. Because that's what we often see as a as a voice disorder, um, in in well for one in, in Parkinson's patients that have tremors in other parts of their body, uh, and and we usually in in the clinic typically that's not treated with Botox. It's the best it's the best tri- treatment because there's no because when we're talking about um, that kind of tremor uh, that causes dysphonia. We, um, there's no therapeutic treatment. We can't give them, um, there's no like uh, speech language therapy, you know, speech pathology therapy, that, that voice therapy that works uh, because it's a neurological thing. It's not, a, it's not a physical thing. It's not a muscular thing. Um, wh- what did you find? What, what, what does I it say? I found it says vibrato is a normal occurrence in well-produced free singing and might be related to the body's natural tremor rate. I'm shaking right now. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I have to. I have to look that up. I mean, here's here's. Listen, this is one of the things I tell the graduate students um, when I'm, you know, or when I've had doctoral students when I've tried to prepare them to go out and, and teach. Always be prepared that the answer might be you don't know. I, I don't know. I have to look it up. I, the truth of that matter. Now, I mean, I, if if you wanted to know more about vibrato at that point in the semester, it, it, it's it's probably because I didn't want to deal with it. Yep. I mean, at this point of the semester, here's what I will tell you about vibrato. Okay. The truth of the matter of what, what happens with vibrato is that it is a coordinated action. 
meaning there is not one muscle that fires that is causing vibrato. It is a coordination of primarily intrinsic laryngeal musculature that is in fluctuation. And, and they are in coordinated fluctuation. And so, honestly, the best way I still think to think about vibrato is that it is pitch oscillation. That it is, that it is the frequency, no, frequency oscillation. That it is frequency going above and below the center of a frequency. And... So that deals with the formants? No. So, it, but if it's based on pitch, then wouldn't that be linked back to the vocal folds? So wouldn't that be the muscle that it's coming from? Yes, but remember, phonation is not a one muscle action. Okay. Phonation involves your LCA. It involves your IA. You know your your you know oblique um, oblique arytenoid muscles. Mm -hmm. It involves your your TA itself. It involves your CT. And so, and, and that's what I mean by intrinsic musculature. That, those are the muscles I'm basically talking about. Um, and, and the reality is, it is a coordinated action of those muscles together. Um, this was actually a discussion on one of the professional forums uh, just a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, but, but, so my point is, from a bench science standpoint, there's not a good way to perfectly describe the physical action other than it is sort of a rocking of those structures. Um, and, and, and a coordinated one, preferably. Like we can talk more, we're better at talking about vibrato than saying exactly what it is. is would it be easier to define vibrato by inefficient vibrato like this is right so that's sort of what i was going to say we're better at at, at at saying that we prefer it when it has a regular rate um when when it when it is when it when it happens um uh periodically rather than sort of seeming like it is intermittent um and we generally like it um to be a certain certain rate of periodicity. If it gets too fast, we tend to perceive it as tremolo. If it gets too slow, we tend to perceive it as wobble. But also, even if the rate is the same, if the distance away from the pitch is too narrow, meaning not far away enough, we tend to perceive it as tremolo. And if it's too far away, even if the rate is acceptable, we tend to perceive it as wobble. And so even those two sort of the singer words are tremolo and wobble, which can actually be two different things. It actually might be a problem in the rate of vibrato, but it might just be a problem in the extent of the vibrato. And what we do know is that, for example, when it is a problem of extent, in terms of too close to the pitch, not having enough variation, we that that tends to be tension in the in the intrinsic musculature, probably in the LCA itself. Um, if it is a problem of the 
vibrato being too slow, meaning um, it's not periodic enough, it's happening with too low a frequency, it, it, it can be uh, a problem that there could be ossification in the cartilages themselves. That's what happens with age, mm -hmm. is that the cartilages start to ossify, the thyroid, the cricoid, and the arytenoids start to turn into bone, and so it starts to slow it down. Oh, that's why, like, old ladies inquire. Yeah. 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 Correct. Correct. But the other thing is with with problems of uh, tremolo problems could also be because of tension that's coming into the larynx from the articulators because of the hyoid bone, because they all attach to the hyoid bone, and so that could be transferring tension into the system of the larynx. Because it's important to remember, and this is why it's hard to isolate vibrato as a, that, like, as, like, oh, it's an LCA phenomenon, is because the whole thing is functioning as a system. And even if resonance itself, there's something called nonlinear source filter theory or nonlinear source filter models that would say that the resonance of your vocal tract is actually the final step in solidifying your oscillation of your vocal folds. And so if that's the case, even your resonator shape could impact your vibrato. So in other words, you could be singing a bad vowel, like thinking as, as a singer, you could be singing a bad vowel and get sort of wonky vibrato, not because there's inherently something wrong with your phonation or the musculature that we think is more responsible for vibrato, but, be, be, but because you're singing a bad vowel for that pitch. I heard a, a tenor the other day go up for, it was an E vowel, but it was definitely really high to be singing an E vowel as, as small as he was trying to sing it. And so his vibrato came out just very out of sync. I don't even know if I would call it wobble, but like it just, it was very out of sync because he tried to take that E so high that yeah, I think it caused him to tense up and just everything got weird. I thought E's were better up higher for tenors. No. I think, okay, I think so, to open or do so they're easier to ascend on. So from a pedag pedagogic standpoint, E and U are easier for me men to ascend on because they've already turned over. But when you get to about the pitch of F or F sharp, then those are the two vowels at which men have to physically open, yeah. like women would an octave higher on any vowel. You know what I'm thinking of right now in my head? I've got from the Book of Mormon, I believe it's like an F or an F sharp. Uh -huh. It's like, and I was just wondering. If it's an F, it's right at the border where you could probably sing more of a pure E. But the thing is, if you take E too high, you run out of tube length. Well, also, this guy didn't turn over. Yeah, oh. that's what I was wondering. So that was, that was a... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did on that E vowel, because remember, E turns over and not the flow. That's true. Well, he, he needed to do something else and just... Right. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> We, can, we should talk about that too. We should do like a, you know what I was thinking the other day, um, as I was preparing, as I was thinking about today, we should do like primer podcasts <laughs> that like we could pin to the website, like to the homepage, oh. and be like, if you want to know what the word format well, is about, we're talking about format, or this or is resonance, like and yeah, and we could cover like all of that as like a resonant primer. Like crash would course. You, yeah, like resonance crash course. And would you upload that like as one of our weekly or just like 
page. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be the kind of thing where both? we could do it as b- both. Like we could, it could be a week's podcast, but, like but then playlist. put it on the so on the home page okay. as like a featured archive or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, I we'll, think we'll, that would make sense. I think that's like, a good for idea. For example, in the answer you just gave, yeah, there were I moments where I was like, "This is getting very like science," as Mike would say, "science, science, science." Yeah. For some people yeah. who don't know as much about. Yeah, when I start talking too much about this stuff, Michael just says he just hears science, 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 and remember Sarah and Phoebe lived together yes and she had her computer open this is not related at all (laughs) but she had her computer open and I saw her close it and so I just start talking like la da da I didn't get napkins or a spoon or something with my soup how dare they and turns out she was on the phone with Jamie and she didn't didn't say anything And that's what I mean. Like you're the kind of person who's gonna wait until like I'm done. Okay, say, I'm not gonna interrupt. I'm on like, the phone. She was saying. She was saying. She was talking to me, and so I didn't want to interrupt her, and I also didn't want to interrupt Jamie. So it's unfortunate. So I was actually trying to listen to them both at the same time, <laughs> and then I tried to tell them both, "Oh, hold on one second," and it didn't go. I probably should have just interrupted one of them. Can I just say that I'm impressed that you still make phone calls? <laughs> I find that yeah. I make phone calls really? a lot. Yeah. yeah, I phone everyone all the time. How dare you put us in a what? Actually, so FaceTime is one of my Okay, but see that I find different because what? there's the fa- FaceTime. Oh. I find that FaceTime is is probably less awkward than phone calls for most, no. most people now. No, no, not anymore because your face is always like a potato. Yeah, yeah. and like, like yeah. <laughs> you have to worry about like what. What angle yeah. you're... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like it because But maybe these are like just goal things. I'm essentially an old person, and I'm scared the person can't hear me, so I start talking really loud, and they're like, Sarah, I can hear you. So you become and your, like, grandmother? A little, well, a little yes. bit. Neither, well, no, we really yeah, okay. okay. But also, like, I don't like being able to see myself. I really yeah. hate knowing yeah, what yeah, my totally face looks like. Like, is that what my face always does when I talk to people? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag FaceTime props. And like also if you get mad at someone or and you like don't want them to know, then you can hide that a lot easier over the phone because then you can just have facial expressions and walk around and be really angry. <laughs> <laughs> but you My can't do that on FaceTime. If you ever need to reach her, do not call her. Dr. Spivak, do not call her. She will not pick up. And she will, and she will text you back. Even if you leave a voicemail for you to call her back, she will text you. Well, and it's funny because I don't really call someone if it's like I specifically need to ask them a question. I'll text them because that way I know that just eventually they'll get it and they can text me their reply and get to me. But if I want to have just like a conversation, I'm gonna call you. But yeah, because like, I that's need just to know something much, right then, and you're not going to text me back right then, so I'm not you personally, right then sometimes. And but. also, like, we have headphones now that we can put in our phone and then just put, like, our phone in our pocket, and then we're not, ha- like, we can continue doing whatever we were doing before. We don't have to stop to continue to text right. every five seconds. So we were at the I think it's gotten strange though because especially now that like the earbuds now can go to the watch and you don't even need to carry your phone around well, anymore. I didn't know that. Yeah, because the new Apple, the Apple Watch 3 
now you don't even need you it can have its own plan and so you don't even need to carry your phone you can just carry your watch and if you have your earbuds in and your earbuds and your earbuds are synced to your watch you can literally just walk around and, and I mean, look, look, let, let, let Tim Cook, if you'd like to sponsor the MC Vocal Fry podcast, <laughs> we, we would gladly take your do- donation. But but basically, yes. Apple Apple is trying to they're they're trying to prepare you for the for the for the eye for the eye window. But wait, like, so I mean, what is the eye window? Yeah, like a contact lens that they put in yeah. your no, eye. That's that's everything no. is projected. So we are not getting those, black and those That's that's no. what that's what no. they're heading they, for. No, they have I mean, like sunglasses. They want to integrate it into your. Very I think there are enough people that don't want to touch their eye. Like, no, but you'll have the option of having it implanted. No, that's even worse. I there's a glasses option. That sounds nice. Uh, it it okay. could be a glasses they option. Had, I, read, I watched this video a while back where they had like sunglasses that did that, but like people were wearing them while they were driving, so it was unsafe, so like they never continued with that. Uh, well, no, Marilyn's Black Mirror reference was very accurate, actually. Um, it was funny, though, you know, the, the Black Mirror reference, because here we were with the MC Vocal Fry podcast out on the front steps giving, giving away a product for a digital like. Yeah. That's, yeah which that's is basically the pilot episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Just saying. Um, okay, good. So, anybody else have any other questions they want to ask in this wonderful thing before we go on Thanksgiving break? Yes. Do you think that there could possibly be a more simplified version of Voce Vista made? Yes, there is. You can there go is. on your phone. Wait, what? The best, the best what? phone app that, that I've found is Spectrum View by Oxford Wave Research. Is it free? For this month? It's free. It's free. Oh, wait, yes. repeat the name of it. Spectrum View. Okay. But if they want to sponsor us, hey. See, look, it's just a <laughs> scrolling, if you just look at my phone, it's just a scrolling spectrogram. Oh, this fancy. Yep. Or if Voce Vista wants to sponsor yeah, us, because we love Voce Vista. Because I was watching you use Voce Vista the other day. Voce Vista wants to give us free Voce Vista. <laughs> Me. You already own Voce Vista. Oh, you mean Voce Vista 5? There's a new one that can go on my Mac. <laughs> and that lets me play with the, the new one. Can go but on yeah, Spe- Spectrum View, it doesn't do all the things that Voce Vista does. Like, yeah. But, but I mean, particularly Voce Vista 5, like you can't put frequency filters on this, but it, if you just want a spectrogram, there are other spectrogram programs. It was mainly because you, you were highlighting certain sections. You are like, okay, now I'm going to take out the... Yeah, you can't do like, that with can, this. Yeah, and I was just like, yes. how can you know that that's what that is? I wish it was simpler and it could say, this is where the vibrato is. This sure. is where the pitch is. Sure, you know? okay. Well, and, and admittedly, that will be the bulk of our semester next semester. Really? Ah. Yeah. Correct. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. All the formats. Yeah. All, yeah. All, all, all the stuff. But but this is a free spectrogram if you'd like to look at. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one of the best. Um, and and people have talked about this. I mean, before not not on this podcast, but maybe I've talked about it on the podcast. I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> one of the best applications of a spectrogram in terms of singing is that you can visualize your legato line. Because there's a black space every time you break. Every time there's a consonant and you don't have vowel sound that continues, you see this blank space. I mean, it's literally like singing in a mirror, particularly in regards to legato. If you really want to look at your resonance, you need to know what you're looking at. 
um, to, to understand where the, why the hot zones are where they are and, and that kind of thing. But in terms of legato, I mean, it's you can as soon as you break, if you just sing like a line where you go like bed bug bee, you can clearly see what's resonant and what's not. And then if you sing ben, you see you can see the breaks. It's easy to train your eyes to see that, and then just go and you can immediately see there's no break. I mean, it's. From from a legato standpoint, if that's something you're working on, a, a spectrogram is an incredible visual tool. I mean, it's it's actually probably the the most. I would say it's the most used pedagogic application of spectrograms. Um, which is funny because most of the people who've always talked about spectrograms talk about resonance, but from a pedagogic standpoint, at least in in the moment, any. Any person, you could teach them to look at their legato. I've also used it quite a bit to look at onset because you can really see glottal onsets um, pretty reg or scoops pretty easily, uh, and so it's a good tool for visualizing clean onset um, of sound. Uh, but those are probably the two best and easiest pedagogic applications. The resonance stuff you need to have be oriented a little bit. Other questions? Yes. So when it comes to people's like individual voices, okay. is there something that each person has different that makes it sound that way, or is that just like a phenomenon? Like, do we not know? Awesome question. Like your timbre. Mm -hmm. So, so y the answer is yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Great. Okay, let's go, guys. Great. Yes. No, this is the, this is the, the perfect kind of question here to get to get to today. Um, it, it's it's because your vocal tract, and especially when combined with the specific length and thickness of your vocal folds, is as unique as your thumbprint. Mm. Okay. I mean, granted, all vocal tracts are relatively the same size because we're human, but its individual component parts are unique to you. Your mouth has a length and a circumference. Your tongue has a certain thickness. Your pharynx has a certain circumference and length. Your larynx is a certain size. Again, all relative to other humans, but yet unique to you. And, and even the composition of your vocal folds is a certain thickness, a certain length that is unique to you. And while Soprano vocal tracks would not be that far different from yours. Yours is still unique to itself. And it is that which does give you your unique, I'll use the word tone, because I use timbre a little bit differently. Um, so how does that relate to people who do voice impression, like impersonations? Of yeah, I was just thinking yeah. that. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, they're manipulating their vocal tract. I mean, like, if, have you ever watched, like, Frank Caliendo talk about how he gets to some of them? Mm -mm. There's videos of, like, Frank Caliendo. You know who I'm talking about, Frank Caliendo? Nope. nope. Oh. Okay. All right. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. He was the guy on Fox that always did, like, the John Madden impersonations on the NFL broadcasts. He's all, usually on the Fox NFL broadcasts. What's his name? Doesn't matter. Anyway, his name is Frank Caliendo. 
with a C, C A L I E N D O. Okay. Um, Google <laughs> yeah, Google will know. In fact, his name will probably he'll probably pop up in your Facebook feed since your microphone is probably okay. recording us right now, and and it'll just appear in your feed. Um, anyway, but but like, if you listen to if you listen to guys who do impressions, they'll talk about things that they have to do to like get to certain impressions, like meaning like they'll feel it further back or they'll feel it further forward. It's a lot like listening to singers. I mean, talk about tone and talk about resonance. Is that they're doing some of the same manipulations? They start it more in their nose or they start it more in their chest. I mean, like like very singery kind of words. That's how impressionists are, 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 are doing it. And so it really is a fairly similar kind of thing. Um, also fairly similar to finding overtone singing. I mean. Completely unrelated. Okay. <laughs> a, 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 anyway, so it's, it's sort of similar to finding overtone singing too, because I mean, to find that, you, you sort of, because to find the lowest, uh, the, 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 the octave, the second harmonic, you usually have to find it in your nose. Hmm. I, don't, I don't think that Mike will pick it up if I do it, but. But but it it starts. In case you're going up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's funny now that you say that like you you find it in your head. Like I hear it. Like that makes sense now. Right. Because I definitely wouldn't have done that before. At least that's how one overtone singer taught me how to do it. I don't don't know that that's what Andrea brilliance. Yes, I just watched a bunch of those videos and um, stayed up yeah, really Well, I can't make it artistic. I can just make it happen for a few harmonics. Okay. <laughs> it's a <starting>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yes. Okay, and then going on with else? El- no, Michaela, else. Michaela's original question. Sorry. <laughs> um, We're not going back to whistling, are we? No. <laughs> okay. okay, good. Michaela's original question. Uh, like, has anybody ever done like a study on the how twins sound when they sing or speak like because identical twins like what and then say like something in their nature not how they were born affects them you know uh, i have absolutely no idea Let's do that. I copyright that. If someone else, steals, <laughs> if someone else steals my study idea, I will sue you. Funny enough. Funny enough. Phoebe is claiming it as her academic property. Uh, fu- yes. Funny enough, there were just in at Nats. Were there twins in the final? <laughs> in the finals. In in high school musical theater, men. But were they identical? Be- yes, because the one walked up and the next guy walked up, and I went. Wait. How did they sound? Uh, I wish I was there. Not all that similar to me, actually, but they sang very different pieces. Do they have different voice teachers? No, same voice teacher. That is so. And then are they well, really identical? I wouldn't trust high school voice teachers. That's types. true. Like, I mean, it was okay. high school, but they did sing. I mean, yeah, they were in high school, but it was kind of great. So then, that for if say they were actually one was really a tenor, one was really a bass, that would make me wonder, like, what, like, are they really identical, or oh, they're did, definitely did identical. something in how they grew up change, like, between them, so that one came out with a higher. A shorter vocal tract <laughs> or smaller larynx or something. You know, that's our, oh, I, 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 you know, I would search it. it may, there might be there might be data on this already. Yeah. Um, so get Science Direct out and, and do your little search and 
This is the undergrads. I talk to the grads about this a lot. This is how research starts. You want to know a question, and then you usually find that 25 people have already done that research. But while you're doing that, you still stay interested in the same, roughly the same area. And after you've read 25 people's work, you realize, oh, there's a little hole right here. That's actually how you come to do a research project. Hmm. That's sort of how you find it. It takes, it takes time. It's actually finding the hole in the, in the literature that's the hard part. Usually by the time you do that, assuming you have the equipment and the resources that you need to do what you want to do, it's finding that hole in the literature that's hard. Because there's plenty of psychological studies on that side about twins and what, how they're different. Like I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're raised with different people and yeah. But then, what about locally? Ah, I'm excited to look this up now. You just gave me a project over Are you time. specifically considering twins that were not raised together? Like they no, were I'm separated at birth? <laughs> I was going to say here. good luck on it's that. Although there are studies that have those in them, like abuse their, their people. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, wow. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in the end, I don't know. Yeah. That would be an interesting project, though. I, I would like, I would enjoy reading that. Cool, 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 cool. That would be my you response. Your life's work laid out for you. Yeah. Possibly. You never know what could become your life's work. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Any other questions? I feel like we should have a conspiracy theory jingle. That's very not secular, but... Yeah, would you have we a have this enough. morning? We need to actually write some of the jingles out because <laughs> I would like to start having a MIDI controller pad. That's what oh, I was thinking yeah. during the podcast. I was like, yeah, wait, he needs to have a little button that he can press we to can play the like, keyboard. I know. I need I need a MIDI controller pad. <laughs> yes. Um, these are all expenses that I don't yet have. I, I need a new mixer first, or new uh, in audio interface first. Yes, but. My garage band. No, but anyway, all right. Uh, okay, good. Is anybody going to see Justice League this weekend? I want to. I haven't seen it yet, but I want oh, to. Oh, Sarah, we're in a room full of not us. But I love Justice League. No, I'm looking at them. They're all sitting there like. What's Justice League? I know See, what I Justice League is. I'm just not going to watch League. it. I grew up with Marvel. I grew up with Justice League and Wonder Woman and Hawk Girl, and I'm ready for it. And I know Hawk Girl's not in this game. Hawk Girl. Oh, Hawk. H-A-W-K. Yes. Yes. No, no. Hawk. The bird. Justice League will go. Was there anything this week we needed to cover? Have you seen the new mini mini spot for Last Jedi? Yes. I was waiting for the Star Wars reference. Yeah, it there was a new there was a new mini spot. Even though this particular episode will actually air way after. Or maybe I'll put it up before, I don't know. I'm now I'm now at the point where I could put this episode up later. We have to like record a podcast after that comes out. Yes. Even though And drop it immediately. Yes. Yes, I'm aware of this. I have. I just haven't talked to you guys about it yet. Listen, listen. The anticipation for, of MC Vocal Fry for Last Jedi is very intense. Okay. I have my outfit picked out. Yeah, I have, I have bought, I have bought shirts for my entire family. Okay. No, no. See, are you going with us? You guys aren't going with us. Wait, you're going to New Orleans to see it? I don't know. 
Oh, so there's like debate yet. Oh, yes. well. We're, 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 we're going at 8.45 on Saturday morning. So, <laughs> if any of you ruin Last Jedi for me from Thursday at midnight to Saturday at 8.45 when it, when it airs. I promise you, none of us are going to see No, I'm going on social media blackout anyway. So. I was going to say, that's what you're going to have to do. No, it's total social media blackout for me at that point. For, for, for those 36 hours, absolute social media blackout. Okay, all right. Takeaways. Does anybody want to have a takeaway? Oh, by the way. Uh, just before we end, Sarah, what did you have for breakfast? Well, first I had an apple. Aren't you proud of me? That's almost breakfast. That's not a cookie. That's great. <laughs> and then I went to Chick-fil-A. Oh, where did I get the apple? I've been no, hiding where it. did you get an apple? Oh, yeah. I was hiding it in my room. <laughs> <laughs> not there anymore. That's just weird. It really sounded like you were hiding your apple from me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you shall not have my apple. <laughs> it's weird. Food in my room. I got like the chips that I don't want y'all to know I bought in my room. I wouldn't eat those, don't worry. Okay. But I also had a Chick fil A chicken biscuit. You could, I was not through. My breakfast was a multifaceted experience for me. I had a Chick fil A chicken biscuit because Chick fil A is fat and if Chick fil A wants to sponsor it, I am all over it. And my sister friend. Even if they just want to give us like gift cards. Yeah. All the chicken biscuits. Chicken biscuits. Okay. And that was my breakfast. Okay, all right. So, any any takeaways? I found Chick-fil-A. Interesting. I waited for you, like an hour. I thought you were going to text me. Sorry. Marilyn has a takeaway. I found it interesting that voice impressionists tend to have a better intuition about where people's voices come from. Like, you know, I feel like we're like, oh, that sounds kind of nasally, but we don't really know how it's nasally. And I just found that interesting that they really yeah, have a good body map of yeah. other people and of themselves. She's like a real takeaway. I will yeah. say, I will <laughs> say that that's correct. And sometimes counterpoint to it, sometimes not, because <laughs> I think that like singers, some of them just do it naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of them can just imitate anything. Others really have to play with a voice. And, and physically feel it out. And so it's sort of even in, in another way how they're like singers. Mm. Because one of the things that will frustrate you, you guys is that there will be people you encounter at some point in your walk who like at 17 just sound like your favorite soprano ever. I mean, whoever that is. In whatever style of music you're talking about. I don't care, classical singing, I mean, you know, whatever, yes. You know, you have to remember that the, the two youngest winners of the Metropolitan Opera National Council auditions were like 19 years and 100 and some days. I mean, so, but those people probably could just sing. They, you know, there are people like that that you will encounter in your life. Un- unfortunately or fortunately, however you'd like to view it, talent is, is, a, is a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> well, it's sort of the it's sort of the politically incorrect thing to talk about, because I mean, you know, skill is one thing that can be built, and we can all build skill. We can all build our ability to, you know, sing more legato. We can develop that. We can develop freedom in our articulators. We can develop better diction. We can develop better musical skills. We can develop better piano skills. We can develop better stage deportment, better character skills. We can, there are skills that we can build. We can be on time. 
We can have a pencil. We can have a water bottle. We can be a good colleague. We can be a nice human being. But, but those are things that are not talent-based. But at the same time, we are in, in the arts, and at some point, talent does play into it. Yes. Anyway, you was that your takeaway? That was my takeaway. Unless we're going to edit it out, then I can always uh, just go on I, I don't I like know. Her. She I, is a real person. I yeah. can, I can, I can. Not that Yoko Ono isn't, but she has a music. Well, Yoko Ono's different to me. She, she, she is putting herself out there. Right. Yeah. She has management. Um, if what? you haven't listened to it, go do. Take away. I'm Bless intrigued. yourself. Bless okay. yourself. Um, you know, been sitting here for a while now, trying to figure that out. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I'm really bad at this. This is my my worst thing. Okay. Yeah, that's about This is Sarah's <laughs> typical takeaway. I'm not good at it. My takeaway is <laughs> that my undergraduate pedagogy class has been brilliant all semester, and it's they've been a joy, and they they always warm my heart uh, every class, and I've enjoyed having them so very much. And and uh, while we only really have like two classes left or three classes left, uh, and we'll be talking about voice health. So, speaking of which, just as a preview for all of you, um. everybody for some reason I think every time voice health gets talked about in voice pedagogy class, they all end up walking out of the session like thinking we all have nodes. Everybody has nodes. <laughs> We're all gonna. <laughs> you don't all have nodes. You we might. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes they're apparently hereditary. Did you there, know there are yeah, there are voice problems that are that are definitely genetic that you can't do anything about. O- often, often, often vocal fold polyp um, cysts are. That's are, what are, I meant. That's that just that's sounds that's so painful. Um, it does sound painful and kind of gross. Anyway, too. but I've enjoyed teaching them very much, even though there are only three of them here. <laughs> Only 30% 100%. of the class decided to come. So uh, do we get bonus points then? Like? Of course. <gasps> yeah. Okay. No, I, I told them, I well, I told everyone else I wouldn't count it against them for being here. Well, you can count it for us yeah. for yeah. coming. against them. Faithful well. followers, okay? Well, I told. Well, or just people fake drop our usernames in the podcast, you know, get some more followers. Yeah. What? <laughs> you want me to drop your username <laughs> in the Shout podcast? Out. Okay. Well, that wasn't what I was expecting. There you go. You got to plug your Instagram feed. Oh, we're sponsoring someone! Yay! Ah, MC Vocal Fry has sponsored Maryland. <laughs> Okay, that was weird, but 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 okay. All right, all right, that's it, you guys. Peace.